0: Welcome to Social PR Secrets, the podcast. My name is Lisa Beyer, and I will be your host. Today, we're going to meet up with Kendall Byrd and Katie Katz. This interview was originally recorded for my social media management class at the University of Florida. If you hear us referring to different visuals during this audio interview, head on over to the show notes at socialprsecrets.com, and you can watch the video version of this interview. Quick factoid. Whenever the buyer group goes in to do an audit for a brand, large and small, one of the biggest misses that we find is that brands do not actually think out their personas. If you think you might be lacking when it comes to personas or just need a brush up, this podcast episode is for you. Let's catch up with Katie and Kendall. Namaste. Hi, everybody. Um, we are back. Um, we're talking today about Persona Profiles, and I have two very special guests today. I have Kendall Bird and Katie Katz, and I'll sc- share screen share with them. Hi, Kendall. Hi, Katie. Hi. Okay, so just a little bit of background on Kendall and Katie. We were all at PubCon together last week, and they... D- did an amazing presentation about persona profiles, and I asked them to be our special guests for our class to share with you some more insights on persona profiles. So I'm going to turn it over to Kendall and Katie. And um, before you get started, girls, just give us a little bit of background on um, where you work, what you do, and how you were able, how you came to be presenting at PubCon because I know that was one of your first um, presentations for PubCon, which is awesome. Congrats!
1: Thank you. <laughs> sure, um, I'm Kendall Bird, and I work at Collegiate Education with Katie and we do higher education marketing for colleges and universities and I am the online community specialist so I work a lot and
2: loyalty. Yep, and I'm Katie Katz and I work in inbound marketing um, and so I've been doing some local presentations and then wanted to connect with Kendall on, on presenting on social um, on a more broad scale at PubCon. And we were very luckily accepted. So um, we had a really great time.
0: OK, perfect. So let's just get right into it. Um, I. From a social media management standpoint, persona profiles are becoming, um, they've always been important, but becoming more and more critical with really targeting who your buyer is, who you're, you know, with the persona is that you might be um, targeting. It could be for a blog post. It could be for a Facebook. It could be for a contest or promotion. So um, let's just get right into it. Um, why don't you g- girls just give it a start with your presentation? All right, sure.
2: So this is um, kind of our breakout of what a persona is that we started off our presentation with. And this is a really great um, sentence, that, quote that we found from HubSpot um, that a buyer persona is a semi-functional representation of your ideal customer based on market research and real data about your existing customers. So it's really kind of clears up the um, confusion around a target market and a persona which a target market is um, a segment. It's kind of describing, like, teenagers from 15 to 19. Uh, A persona is really taking all of your data and turning it into a person that represents a chunk of your um, market. Mm -hmm. So we pulled some um, bullets here about how to create a persona. Sure, and
1: so remembering that What Katie said about it's one singular person you want to conduct that market research and find out who your customer base is so that that target market start out with and then create different um, questions and um, analyze their behaviors and um, even find data from external partners like Simmons um, that will help you to Understand who that exact person is that you want to target um, And then from there you're going to divide out into different persona buckets so it might be one person is a mother a single mother of two children and the next persona that you're trying to target is uh, a married man with um, a home and two cars or something along those lines that really um adheres to your brand, but also speaks to one specific person, and then from there you're going to actually create a story and talk about who that person is and um, and really find out who they are and um, they would be somewhat of of a new best friend for you because you know them so well. Um, And from there you're also going to take all of the data that you have collected and you're going to edit that and all of those will become um, your, your persona. Um, and you will also have, uh, there's not really a, a right number of personas. Um, it's really specific to your brand. So you might have four personas, you might have ten.
2: Yep, and really the key takeaway is to make them a personal story about an individual person. I think that's one of the things that really um, can be confusing about personas versus target markets is, um you it really you really are you do make it really specific. So we um have a card that we use at um at collegius where we will we'll actually create almost like a like a business card of a person with a person's picture on it and it's got their name and their job title and a little bit of a background on who they are and how they got to where they are, including bullets about all of those key factors like age and gender and even salary. Um, and things that are important to them. What are they afraid of? What's what's challenging them about their future? What's motivating them to do things so that when you're creating your content, you can have all of those goals and fears and interests um, right there in front of you and, and help to address everything that's important to them. Yeah. Um, and you can take it a step further considering social behaviors, whether they're going to be someone who's active on certain social media or whether – um, they're going to be someone who's um, just kind of participating and reading, and that'll help you um, further hone in your calls to action on your content. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we just pulled five things that we think are most important to remember about personas. So remember that the persona, is,
1: they should be a person and not a segment. So remember that it's one person versus target audience.
2: Um, make sure you remember to include their inputs and their outputs. What are their what are their key demographic factors? How old they are, um, what they like to do, but also what that co- what that makes what that looks like for them, where they're spending their time, how they're going to be involved on in their social
1: media. Sure. And remember that this persona or personas are your new best friends. So you should know their stories inside and out. They should be somebody that you can relate to, um,
2: and also somebody that you know just from picking out of a crowd. And because you understand them, you can be personal to what they care about. And when you're um, making content or sharing things on social media, you can actually get into their psyche and, and talk about things that matter to them. Mm-hmm.
1: Yep. And remember that all content should be directed at that specific persona. So remember their ins and outs, their, their whole story. They're your new best friend.
2: Yeah, no matter what you're working on, whether it's a billboard or a blog post, or a social um, contest, it, yeah. there's there's room for working with the persona.
0: Yeah. So really with the persona, um, you really want to make it as personalized as possible so that you can make your messaging and your content really, really um, speak to that specific persona, right? Right. Um, so just to kind of throw this out there, um, you know, let's just say the brand starbucks um as an example so we're not inside starbucks but we could probably guess what some of their personas might be so let's just say like i'm going to just name one maybe the, it's the stay-at-home soccer mom that is you know the one that's kind of in and out of starbucks in between her kids you know taking her kids to to school dropping them off stopping by starbucks um taking their kids to practice so let's just say the Starbucks soccer mom is one persona. So really, you know, what would you do? You'd put maybe a picture of a soccer mom, somebody that really looks like a soccer mom, right? And, you know, maybe what else? Like quotes that they might say.
2: Mm-hmm. Right, right. And what's really important about that is it. she probably has particular drinks at Starbucks that she likes to order too, um, which would be very different than a persona of the 16-year-old girl who has her dad driver in the morning before school and orders a frappuccino. Um, right. The soccer mom's probably ordering a you know a a cappuccino latte. or a latte <laughs> or something with less calories. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but but it, it really helps you think that full spectrum and and then she's going to care about being in a hurry because she's got to worry about getting her kids to soccer um, and things like that. So you can just you can start to see how there's a waterfall of things that you think about when you put them into an individual story.
0: Exactly, so I'm just kind of brainstorming with you girls because um, you know we use this as an assignment for my class, and obviously we're not inside any particular company to really have access to the research, but um, you know just the whole idea of defining a persona, and um you know taking it down to i just love the examples you gave because it's you know the soccer mom's not going to be the same profile as the 16 year old so um, which would also mean the social messaging is not going to be the same as you know the soccer mom compared to the 16 year old it's going to be two different messages two different products two different types of fears maybe the soccer mom one of her um, one of her Concerns might be okay, after I pick up my kids from practice I'm going to stop at Starbucks now Starbucks has snacks for my kids that I can get healthy snacks on the go, so all of these things um, and i don't know if you can think of any other examples, but these little things that we're just coming up with because we just know that you know or you know we have an idea that the soccer mom might be one persona within Starbucks are examples of what would be included in that that um, the sheet that you would come up with
2: yeah, and so maybe for that. For the mom's persona, you would have a coupon that says, you know, if you purchase a cappuccino, you get an extra snack or something that comes with it. Like you can think about the things that are important to them um, that would motivate them to come in more often. Yep.
0: And then the visuals of, say, you would identify, okay, which, which, um, which social network would Soccer Moms most likely be on? So, I don't know, I'm just going to throw out there Pinterest maybe and Facebook would be um, two that I would guess if I were, um, you know, working on this project and then the visuals, what would they look like? They would be tailored to the Soccer Mom. Mm -hmm. Mm
2: -hmm. Exactly. Exactly. Exactly.
0: And then just to take it one step further, so your presentation at PubCon was really about personas and contests. So if we use the same example, um, and we wanted to do, let's say, a giveaway or a sweepstakes, you know, how would the personas play into that if we were doing a social promotion? So how, if you can just give examples of how personas and social promotions really tie in together?
2: Yeah. So I think carrying along that same train of thought, it it just would. If if your idea for the contest was to try to get more soccer moms to come in, you wouldn't want to make the purpose of the contest having, like, um, get involved on Snapchat to win some frappuccinos because that would be the wrong target market and you probably wouldn't have as much involvement and engagement in your contest. Um, And so that was some of the examples we tried to share in our presentation, how it really can impact if you find their their core motivations, then they get excited about it. If you have a myth and don't really think about their persona, you could totally lose their interest and maybe even offend them. Right, right.
1: Yeah, you want to definitely have the the right imagery if that's what you're using for your social contest, which you probably should since most social networks are very image-based these days. Um, but you want to definitely have the right Im- imagery that will Continue to drive that engagement and awareness for your brand, and also for your contests.
0: Okay, perfect. Oh, oh yeah, I ahead. can't
2: think of anything on the spot that would be a contest for
0: soccer moms. And, yeah, I can't <laughs> think of. That's but. okay. I mean, if you want, if you want to just share an example that you used in the presentation, um, you know, the oh, sure. the do the one do and don't. You had a couple that they were, you know, a brand was targeting using, you know, the, the complete wrong persona. Sure.
1: Um, so Audi, for example, um, they were trying to target a a hipster demographic, um, and they were talking, um, trying to talk to that that persona of um, people that enjoy cooking or people that enjoy art um, and music and different things like that. Um, whereas their actual persona is a 20, 30, 40 year old man. That really enjoys cars and um, and is might might be a little bit further off in their career and um, and have a little bit more money to spend and so they were posting to their Instagram um, for a contest um, targeting the hipster uh, segment and um, they really wanted to target that other the other persona of that was the 20, 30, 40-year-old
2: Instead of just showing pictures of cars yeah. and things, like like really cool pictures of cars, which is what yeah. they follow their Instagram account for. Yeah. They were showing pictures of cooking classes, which was totally irrelevant. Right. Even if it is kind of relevant for the world today, people care about that. It's not right. relevant for their brand. Right. And so those pictures were receiving really negative comments like,
1: why aren't you showing pictures of your beautiful cars? I'd rather see that than this picture of this guy cooking. Um, so you could really see with, within their persona um, that was talking back to them on their social channel that they weren't hitting that target right.
2: Yeah, and so we, we also shared an example of a um, contest that we did for one of our clients um, where it was targeted at college students Um, And we asked them to share on Instagram how they're making, how college is helping them make their dreams real. Um, And so it's a very easy visual for, um, you know, millennials and and people in their 20s to show what what they're doing in college that's helping them get to their career aspirations. Maybe it's helping them um, build a family life that they were looking for, or maybe um, they're the first person in their family to go back, go to college. Um, And so... Um, it really kind of it, it, helped, it helped them visualize what was important to them.
0: Okay, great. Well, you girls have been awesome. Thank you for um, for being the guest today. So are, are there any, I know you're on the front lines of social media too, um, and, and this class is social media management. Do you have any last words of advice for the class as far as um, the, on the future social media managers?
1: Yeah. Um, Definitely just be hyper-aware of everything that's happening on your social channels. Um, always be connected um, and just be abreast to what your persona is talking about all the time and um, really tailor that uh, content toward your persona.
2: And make sure you're managing your own personal brand from right now while you're in college because of... The internet is forever, and as you go forward in your career, especially if you're interested in doing social media, your personal brand and how you're representing yourself now will matter in five years. Absolutely.
0: So. Great advice. And um, as far as social media management, it's definitely um, engaging and interactive, and it can be very thrilling. But um, wouldn't you agree that at times it can also be extremely tedious and difficult? Yes. Just to sure. control control the expectations of everybody out there. <laughs> okay, great. Um okay, so thank you so much Kendall and Katie. It was great seeing you at PubCon last week and I appreciate you being a guest for my class this week. And um if our if my um the class wants to follow you, where's the best place to follow you and what social network?
2: Definitely Twitter. <laughs> yep, you can follow us on Twitter and we had our Twitter handles I think on our slides still. At Katie Cats TC and at Simply Me K. Yep, and you can also connect with us
0: on LinkedIn. Yeah. So great. Okay. Thank you so much. Have a great day. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of Social PR Secrets. If you like what you heard, check out the book on Amazon or follow our blog at socialprsecrets.com. This episode was sponsored by The Buyer Group, a social PR agency striving to keep our balance in the digital world, practicing public relations, social media, and search marketing, while occasionally drinking a glass of wine or two for the best creativity and results. Thank you all for tuning in. If you would like to get a free chapter of Social PR Secrets, go to socialprsecrets.com free.